0: I'm Becky Hennessy. This is The Path of Imperfection, Episode 41, Blasting Off the Shame Glitter. Welcome, traveler. The Path of Imperfection is all about talking through the stuff and uncovering the what's and how's so that we can embrace ourselves and each other as human, one imperfect step at a time. This is a podcast for anybody with the courage to try. You guys, we are a middle-aged podcast. We're 41 today. We made it. (laughs) Stay tuned at the end. I have got an offer for some of you. It is worth the wait. I promise. Last episode, I talked about my shame spiral that was a few weeks back. And I'd mentioned that I had some go-tos on how to get out of that shame spiral So that's what we're going to talk about today. I first titled this episode, Washing Off the Shame Glitter, but then I realized that washing is such a gentle way to deal with shame. Shame can't be rinsed off or even washed. It has got to be blasted to high heaven again and again and again, sometimes multiple times a day. It's just the nature of shame glitter. Shame gets on everything. It sticks in places you didn't even know you had. and it is crazy contagious. You can be nowhere near shame glitter. Walk by somebody who has it hiding in their armpit, and all of a sudden, it's in your car, it's on your couch, it's in your kid's hair. We know because I talk about it on the rigs, that Brene Brown is the shame guru. Her definition of shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging, something you've experienced, done, or failed to do that makes you unworthy of connection. When the shame glitter gets on me, my body knows it before my brain does. As I have started to get really curious about my own shame glitter, I have started to notice how shame feels in my body. I've noticed that usually I feel it in my body before it registers in my brain. And shame for me is a full body experience. It starts in my stomach and then it moves up to my chest and my heart and then goes out to like the tips of my fingers and the tips of my toes. And it feels like something's kind of like sucking out all of the energy. And then there is just this sick, dull ache that happens for me. Once I feel shame, most often I call it. I identify it as such. Sometimes I don't catch it in time. And sometimes it goes to my brain before I do. But most times when I start to feel that, I know, oh, this is shame. Now pay attention, guys, to what triggers those shame feelings in your body. I've had to pay really close attention to those triggers. Where does it come from? Not who does it come from? This is not a blame thing. What are the common denominators in those shame feelings? Those are your shame triggers, right? So momming is hard. It is hard, y'all and it terrifies me at times. And it's a trigger for me. I've got triggers in my relationships. I have triggers in my career. Pay really close attention to triggers. And then once you pay close attention to triggers, once you know how shame feels in your body, you move to what Brene says are the three ways to handle shame. So this is the shame work, right? The first is to talk to yourself like you would someone you love when you're feeling unworthy or when you're feeling that shame. This is self-compassion. Would I tell somebody that I love that they aren't special or that they aren't unique or that they have nothing to offer? Would I remind them of how small they are and that they should stay that way? No way. So part of me talking to myself the way I would talk to someone I love is to say, girl, you are in phase one here. Or hey, this is really hard. This is really overwhelming. It's okay." It's okay to cry. It's okay to not do that thing or go to that place. Or a messy house is not a reflection of who you are. Or your kids are going to be okay. Whatever it is, how would you talk to your kids? Would you call them stupid or ugly or fat? I mean, just even saying it and thinking of kiddos like breaks my heart. Would you tell them that they could have done better or that they aren't blank enough? You wouldn't. We wouldn't. We don't. You talk to yourself the same way that you would somebody that you really care about, with the same love, the same compassion. Then you reach out to somebody you trust, not someone you want to trust or someone you think you should be able to trust, someone who has already earned the right to hear your story. So many times we try to hotwire connection by sharing shame with someone we want to trust or think we should be able to But aren't sure we can. And then we get burned or we get hurt hardcore. Those are really hard wounds to stitch up. Talk with someone who will give you empathy, who you can laugh through it with or who says, I get it, sister, because that was me last Tuesday. I 100% get where you're coming from. After we have identified how shame feels in our bodies, after we have identified our triggers, after we've talked kindly, To ourselves, the same way we would somebody we love. And after we have reached out to somebody that we can trust, then we tell our story, all of it the yucky, the hard, the raw, the vulnerable, tell them, speak it. Brene reminds us that shame absolutely loves secrecy and silence and judgment. The antidote for shame is empathy. And the way that we get empathy is to reach out and share our story with people who can empathize. My last shame spiral situation lasted way too long. When I finally was able to come up for air and see it for what it was, I went and I found one of my people, my husband, and I unloaded all of it. And I cried, and it hurt, and it was hard. And he empathized, and he held me, and he reminded me that I am Becky Effing Hennessy. Yes, he actually says the word Effing. And then I talked to God about it. And he reminded me that he created me, just me, and that I am doing his will and his work and that nobody else can do it the same way that I can. You guys, some of the hardest parts of my shame work, these are still super hard parts, like real time hard is me recognizing who I really trust. I have had people in my life that were in trusting roles that I couldn't trust because they weren't trustworthy. I've had friendships. That I've wanted to be something. I've wanted, I've needed to be something, a space where I could be 100% myself and I couldn't and it didn't feel safe. And it was heartbreaking to have to recognize those relationships. And it's been heartbreaking, real time heartbreaking to recognize those relationships for what they are and for what they aren't. When you find that person or those few people, that you can legit trust with your ugliest, hardest, most mind-blowing stuff that you barely can like get out in a sentence, you will know because you will feel it and you will feel their empathy. And that empathy is going to blast that shame glitter right off you. Similarly, I have had these kinds of friends and relationships and trusting roles as well, and I'm super grateful for them. Other go-tos I check in with myself about the story that I'm telling myself because usually there is a story with the shame. You can go back and listen to that episode if you're wondering about the stories we tell ourselves. I look around to see if that person, the one blowing the shame glitter everywhere, is actually in the arena getting their butt kicked. Now, I'm going to word it Becky style. I'm sure Brene won't mind. If that person is not right there alongside me, covered in their own blood and sweat and tears, fighting like crazy for their thing then it's bye-bye, Felicia. I do not have enough time in my day to worry about somebody who was sitting in the cheap seats eating their hot dog. I also get curious about what hard feelings I'm trying to avoid by doing or saying or being perfect. And I remind myself, perfection is a fan that spreads the shame glitter, not a power hose that blasts it. I also compare phases to phases. I match my phase one to their phase one. We talked about this in the last episode, right? Have I mastered this? No. Obviously, I just had two episodes about how I haven't. Am I working at it? Yes. Am I trying? Yes. And that's all we can do. Shame remains if we let it. Shame stays if we let it. So let's commit. Let's commit to notice how shame feels inside of our bodies and what triggers it. Let's commit to talk to ourselves the same way we would to somebody we love. Let's commit to reach out to those we trust and tell the story. And let's commit to let the empathy do what it does best. Let's let it blast that shame glitter right off of us again and again and again. Enjoy the journey. Brave the battle and embrace your human one blast at a time. Wait, don't go. I have an invitation for you. I have been doing the Dot to Dot Project, which is a monthly subscription service that people can come and be coached and enjoy the community that is the Dot-to-Dot Project since about December of this past year. And it has been absolutely amazing. It's been absolutely awesome. I am a huge fan of feedback. And so while I've been doing this Dot-to-Dot Project, and folks have been subscribing and seeming to love it and all those kinds of things, I have really wanted and desired to have some feedback about the website, content, the videos, and how all of that is going. I've offered to some folks to be part of a virtual focus group, reached out to these folks, and have gotten some really incredible feedback from those people. I still need a few, only a few folks to be a part of an, my next round of virtual focus group if you have ever thought to yourself, "Oof, I'd really love to do the Dot to Dot project, but I don't really know or what's it all about or whatever, come and try it on. Email me, becky at com. becky, B-E-C-K-I-E at beckyhennessy.com and say, hey, I want to be a part of the next virtual focus group. I'm telling you, there's not a lot of spots that are left over because there's plenty of folks that I already have kind of, like in my community that I've sent that extension to. But y'all have been with me for so long. I want to make sure that I include some of you in that process as well. So email me, becky at beckyhennessy.com and say yes. Put me in the next round of folks. I've got about one, maybe two more focus groups that I'm doing before I stop doing that and I have all the feedback I need. So again, email me, becky at beckyhennessy.com to be a part of that group. You'll get six weeks of the subscription service for free as long as you promise to fill out some kind of a feedback form that you'll get at the end of the six weeks to let me know what's working and where I've got room to grow.